podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Welcome to another episode, episode 34 of Talk Smart with Pugh and McCart. That is young Joe Pugh there, and I'm Andrew McCart. I'll tell you what, this episode you're in for a treat if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. I think me and Joe have both got second fades. Look how fresh we both look. Look at yours, young man. Look at yours, Joe. Mine's a bit more faded than yours, I think. I've got a bit yeah. more volume at the top. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've actually got a full recommend. skin fade. Like, I went from the top, right <laughs> down the sides, around the back, a little bit on the beard. But, yeah, both looking fresh today. I don't feel fresh, mind you. I feel knackered this Sunday because I've been in the gym all week Saturday and I was in the gym this morning, so I'm feeling a wee bit fatigued. But my energy's up because I, every time I speak to young Joe Pugh, you know what I mean? I know he's bringing the energy, he's bringing the heat. And we're going to get some heat tomorrow in Edinburgh, my home city. Uh, Josh Taylor, Jack Carroll coming face-to-face for the first time. Well, since that little scuffle in Manchester, but the first time since they fought. Um, Joe, talk to me, man. I'm probably going to be that guy, because obviously I'm good friends with Josh, and I know Jack Carroll very, very well. So this is a tough one for me, but you know what I mean? Just how are you, buzz? How are you excited about this fight? Are you excited about this fight? Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Can't wait for it. Absolutely can't wait. Uh yeah, April 27th, Leeds, Great Arena, neutral neutral place for them both. It's not in Scotland, it's not in Manchester. You're in Edinburgh tomorrow, I'm in Manchester on Tuesday for each leg of the press conference and it is going to be pure fire, fire. These two really don't like each other, do they? Definitely not. And it's it's a, it's a pure hatred. There's, there's nothing manufactured. Sometimes you get that manufactured sort of beef. Do you know what I mean? It just comes out whenever they like spontaneously erupts at a press conference or a weigh-in or whatever it may be. But this one is, is two years in the making. It's been back and forth on social media. There's been personal insults from both men, um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 going to that, that just adds that little bit of spice that Eddie Hearn keeps talking about. Eddie Hearn says he wants the narrative. He wants. I think it was. Last year, he said to me he wants that. Basically, what Eddie Hearn said was the misfits. It was going on the misfits that they have, they have the build up, they have the storylines, mm. but they don't have the end product in the ring. He says boxing's got the end product in the ring. We don't have the storylines. I think right now with Jack and Josh, Josh and Jack, that we do have the storyline. We've got the storyline of the first fight. We've got the whole aftermath leading to today's today of the. Josh getting all that hate and all that sort of stuff. Some of it was very, very personal, and I wouldn't want to wish that on my worst enemy. Some of the stuff that was being said to him and his his, his wife Danielle. So there's that. Mm. There's everything that goes on. And right, now they get to, now they get to set up the score. Okay, this is it done. Whoever wins, let them have their flowers. Whoever loses, okay, let hopefully they can move on and continue with their career and do what they want to do and fulfill their dream sort of thing. But yeah, I'm buzzing for it, man. Like I said, I've known Josh since he was a young kid. I've known him since the amateur days when he first won his first Scottish title, when he got a silver medal at 17 years old in Delhi. Mm. I witnessed all that amateur stuff. 
and then witnessed him progressing as a pro. I was at his first world title fight. I was at the pro grade when he unified. I was lucky enough to be out in Vegas during COVID for the Ramirez undisputed fight. And when the, the friendship I've got with Josh, I'm not gonna. I can't hide it. Everybody knows the friendship and the relationship I've got with Josh. And it's just, it, it's hard when I see people give him the shit that he gets. Obviously, maybe I don't know if Josh probably admit himself. Maybe he could have been a little bit more quieter and not got a wee bit more heated in, on Twitter and whatnot, but that's just Josh. That's Josh's character. Do you know what I mean? Josh is a very, very fiery person, and that's what gets him G'd up. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes an angry Josh is a good Josh. Do you know what I mean? Because he uses that as, as, as fuel. And Jack, Jack, like, he's done... He's he's, a, he's just a, a guy that goes about his business. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't really say much um, at press conferences uh, and all that sort of stuff. He's, he's more of a type, a type of fighter that just lets his hands do the talking. Do you know what I mean? But this one, I think... Uh, because he's got the right dance partner in Josh, and Josh has got the right dance per- partner in Jack, we're going to see that personality of Jack. We're going to see more personality coming from Josh. And it's just going to, like I said, I keep saying it, it's going to add that little bit of spice that Eddie Hearn wants. And it's going to be, I hope they don't hog, do everything on the Monday, and then they get to Tuesday and they're bored, and you're going to sit there and twiddle your, twiddle your thumbs. I hope they bring the same energy for you in Manchester, but I can imagine tomorrow in Edinburgh, it's going to be, it's going to be fiery. Yeah, it could go either, either or. Two ways, to be honest, Andy, because they could try and keep it a little bit, little bit safe tomorrow, and then Tuesday it might implode. But we'll only wait and see. But I think it's important that when you said about the abuse Josh was getting after the first fight, take away everything he says on Twitter, take away the fiery nature of him, because he's always had that fire, fiery streak about him. It was more in the build-up to fights, like in the press conference on Wayne Day, to hype himself up, gee himself up. Um, but it's not his fault how those scorecards went. Do you know what I mean? So, like, he didn't score the fight. He's obviously going to stay and obviously does think he did do enough that night two years ago. Um, but at the end of the day, by the time April 27th comes around, the first fight will not matter at all. It's all going to be based on those 12 rounds in Leeds on the April 27th. And no one can kind of go back to that fight because the new chapter will be written. Mm. And I want to get your thoughts on it because I've spoke to Josh on numerous occasions reference the weight and Josh has openly admitted that his last two fights uh, against Jack and Teofimo Lopez that he said that his legs weren't there at 140 and uh, Sam Jones told me that Josh demanded it be at 140 I wonder if he just wants to keep it the same just so he can let everybody know that I can beat Jack at 140 I don't need him to come up 4 or 5 pounds but what, what's your thought on Josh uh, demanding or wanting the, the fight to be at 140, lightweight, lightweight water. I was shocked. I was really shocked that it was going to be at 140, the championship weight. Very admirable by Josh to do that because, as you say, he will want to beat the best Jack at his weight, the weight of the first fight. So, yeah, I was surprised, but full respect to Josh. But as we do know, I don't think it's any secret that he has struggled with the weight and maybe not felt 100%, certainly for the last two fights. Uh, yeah, then it might give slightly more advantage to Jack Carroll. Yeah, I, 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 well, I, I kind of sort of like when I when I when I heard about it being at one forty, when you when it was announced or it was being announced, it hadn't been announced yet, and you you got the rumblings on Twitter and Instagram, and somebody mm. said that the fight has been accepted at one forty. I automatically thought that Jack asked for that and yeah. accepted it rather than it being the other way about. But we're he, we're here now, and listen. It's at 140. If Josh feels like he can 
perform at that weight. It's okay making the weight. It's performing at the weight. Mm. You know, killing yourself and then being able to rehydrate and fuel up and get strong again within that 36-hour period before fight night. If he thinks he can do it, then listen, more power to him. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hope he can because I want to see Josh at his very, very best because when Josh is at his very, very best, you just need to look at the Remarius fight, the Progray fight, the Branchick fight, the Postal fight. He's on it and he gives you a good fight. Do you know what I mean? I think Jack Carroll and Teofimo Lopez, I think Josh would probably admit this as well, he wasn't there 100%. I think when you get 100% Josh Taylor and 100% Jack Carroll, that is when you're going to get this all-British dust-up that everybody enjoys. We're going to get an absolute firecracker. We're going to get a war. There's going to be drama. There's going to be cuts. There's going to be knockdowns. I can just see it all happening in this one fight. Uh, and that's what I'm, I'm buzzing about. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's one of them fights that I'm I'm really really looking forward to, and I cannot wait. And you mentioned that being in Leeds, um, a neutral ground. Um, I think that Josh wanted it in Leeds as well. Um, I can see, I can almost see why. I think that London for 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 the jocks for us up here, mm-hmm. making that long trip down south, it's it's a long long way. Hotels are a lot way more expensive. Um, the underground and all that sort of palaver that goes with London. I think with Leeds. It's a little bit closer to Scotland. It's a little bit closer to. It's a lot closer to Manchester. I think what is an hour and a half train from Manchester, whatever it may be. It's a two and a half hour, three hour train from from Glasgow or Edinburgh. Um, very neutral venue. I'm happy with it. You've been at the first direct arena, I believe. It's a nice arena. It's yeah, lovely. great. It's one of my favourite arenas for boxing. It's it's uh, you know what I mean. You're going to get a Leeds crowd in there as well. Who, if you just go with Josh Warrington, they love their boxing. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that England side, they might they might be siding with Jack a little bit here, but I don't like the fact that it's Scotland v England, even though it is technically. I think Jack admitted it as well. This isn't Scotland to be England because that that just isolates the fans. So if Josh mm. beats Jack, that isolates all the English fans for Josh. And if Jack beats if Jack beats Josh, then that isolates all the Scottish fans for Jack. If that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, completely. It's, yeah, it's already been football and stuff like that, but there's no hiding that the fact to the fact that it is a Scotland v England battle. And that just, again, that adds that little bit of spice to this fight. Yeah, I think the, the Scotland v England is more probably like for the, I don't, don't really like the term, but casual fans for mm. a bit more of a narrative to build in and make it a really big fight that it's not just the beef, it's just territorial with the old school thing, isn't it? But look, I'll, open, I'll hold my hands up like two, three years ago, Josh Taylor was one of my favourite fighters, 100%. Like probably still probably don't get the credit he deserves to become the first man from these aisles to get all four belts in the undisputed era. Like, yeah, I just think it's a great, great fight, and I'm really looking forward to the next 48 hours of see and see how they're going to play out. Yo, I'm glad you said that because is that the the feeling up here, especially this side of the border, we we wholeheartedly believe that Josh did not get the recognition he deserved more becoming the, the undisputed champion than what he did get. Um, it, it's hard to think if that was any other fighter, would they have got more than what Josh had got? Possibly, who knows? I just think that was very, very disgusting that he didn't get the flowers that he deserved, especially winning that title out in Las Vegas against Ramirez, who was knocking everybody out. Mm. You know what I mean? He was hurting everybody in fights and Josh dropped him twice. Probably could have stopped him in that after that second knockdown. Um, the referee gave him Again, one of them ones where the referee gives a longer count. Do you know what I mean? And I think the judges tried to do Josh over in there because if the Josh never got them knockdowns, he wouldn't have won that fight. Um, so I think 
I'm glad that you did bring that up because he did deserve a little bit more. And then on the flip side, you can probably say that Jack, well, a lot of people think that Jack won that fight against Josh. So maybe he deserved his flowers on that end as well. Um, but listen, again, like I said, we're going to get to settle it. Well, they're not me, we, they are going to get to settle it um, on April 27th. But let me ask you this question, Joe. This is this. We've seen fighters that hate each other. Mar- mm. Mar- Morales, Eric Morales and Antonio Barrera, they, hate, they despised each other. Pure hatred. Then a couple of, 20 years down the line, they end up having a podcast together. George Groves and Carl Froch hated each other. Now they're doing a podcast together. They go on each other's podcast and stuff like that. Can you see... Can you see Josh Taylor and Jack Carroll doing a podcast in 15 years? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's a hard question because um, I genuinely probably just don't think Josh Taylor's the type of guy to be going for uh, beers with his former opponents. But then again, time is a great healer and we've seen at the end of the day, I'm sure if in about 10, 15 years' time when they've rolled down their career, they can earn a little bit more money out of each other by doing these podcasts and yeah. live shows. We're seeing it happen now with the likes of Froch and Groves. Fair play to them. So, uh, yeah, only time will tell, but that's an interesting point you bring up. That's just an interesting one. I asked Sam Jones that, and I think Sam Jones said the same thing. He says, listen, let's get this fight out of the way and let's see what happens uh, in the future. But like I say, you, you're, you're lucky enough to be down uh, well, up in Manchester for you. Um, on Tuesday, you're going to witness it. Um, the the beef, the the face off, and all that sort of stuff. And I like the fact that Eddie Hearn's in, involved with this one as well. I think Eddie, mm. uh, the way Eddie promotes a fight, and the way he, I don't know, he's he's good. It's subtly, just subtly poking, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? You can see him; he can subtly poke each fighter to get a rise up them, which he's very very good at. And that's his job, I suppose, being the promoter from a fight. So the fact that we've got the good coaches and Joe Mack and Jamie Moore. You've got two excellent fighters and Josh Taylor and Jack Carroll. You've got promoter Eddie Hearn, uh, Bob Adam. Who knows if he'll probably show up to the fight as well. It's 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 got everything. It's got everything. And the fact that it's not pay per view, um, it's on your uh, subscription mm. zone. Everyone's going to get to watch it. So if you don't get a ticket, it's right there on the zone for you. But yeah, um, I'll probably need some help in that show, Joe. You want to come up to Leeds and give us a hand? Because no doubt, I'll, well, I'll, be doing, mate. I'll be doing it, mate. No doubt. 100% I'll be doing it that, that fight week. But it's a big fight to probably do with two of us up there. So we'll need to see. Yeah, certainly. And that's a good point you um, sort of say there about an on pay per view. Because this sort of fight will, like, it will get seen a lot more and will pick up a lot of momentum. Probably because it's not pay per view. Mm. Because although it is a massive fight. It isn't that fight that's going to really break into the pay-per-view audience. So I'm glad it's going to be seen by the masses and then hopefully the winner can go on to then potentially headline their own pay-per-view card and get that next level of payday. But I'm sure they're getting handsomely paid for this. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. And they, 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 put, they deserve it as well, the two of them. Mm. Um, it's going to be a great fight. I'm looking forward to it. But... Uh... Yeah, it's been obviously a quiet week because we were meant to have Tyson Fury and Usyk last night and by the time this pod goes out, so it was last night Tyson Fury and Usyk. Obviously, we all know what happened that we've talked about in the previous pods, so we won't go too much into that. So it's been a very, very quiet week within boxing. But, however, I'll tell you something, Joe, that uh, boxer card in Sky Sports on March 31st with uh, with uh, Wardley, Fabio Wardley, Fraser Clark, uh, Florian Marku, Chris Congo, uh, here we go. Let me think. You've got Vidal Riley, Mikel Lawal, 
We've got you. You 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 mentioned this one. It was uh, Alan Babich against Steve Robinson up at heavyweight as well. We've got Ben Whitaker returning. Hopefully, he's up against a live opponent that could. Who's a very well? He needs he needs he needs that step hmm. up. He needs a quick step up than what he's been getting. He needs to he needs to get in there right in the mix. I believe he's that talented. He can step right into that that mix right now. We've got Cam Simpson who's doing wonders down at super middleweight. He probably deserves his shot at the British title or English title very very shortly. I mean that card for me though at the O2 in London that's that's shaping up to be a decent, very very exciting card as well. Yeah, I think it was last Monday. Now I was at the press conference announcing. The main event in Fraser Clark, which is Fab- versus Fabio Wardy, which is a brilliant fight, very, very intriguing heavyweight clash. And I know you love the British title being on the line, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, absolutely can't wait for that fight. And they've really stacked it, made it a bumper card, and it's going to be a really, really good night at the O2. Hopefully, sell it out as much as possible. Interesting, it's on a Sunday, it's on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So, I know that they've done that once or twice before. I think uh, Chris Billum Smith was a Sunday just before Christmas, and then if you go back a couple of years, I think Lawrence Acoli versus Shishlak might have been on a Sunday at the O2, mm-hmm. um, if my memory serves me correct. But what a card! Pongo Marku, fifty-fifty fight. Mm-hmm. Riley Lowell for the English title. Lowell just coming off of the uh, British title loss against Isaac Chamberlain. So he's coming back down to that English level. No give me, he's no easy fight straight into another 50-50 with someone who's coming up in Vidal Riley. Uh, absolutely can't wait. Very, very smart, I think, from Boxer to keep this momentum going with Ben Whitaker. Everyone's talking about him. Hopefully, as you say, we can get a competitive fight. And the return of Alan Babich. Mm. Pure excitement. When you think about them lockdown days, the one, the two, the three round knockouts, just absolutely brilliant value is Alan Babich and Steve Robinson, who I reckon will be there to try and take his head off for the first few rounds as well. So I can't see that fight going more than two, three rounds, but it's going to be six, seven, eight minutes of pure entertainment. I'll tell you what about Steve Robinson, though. Big, big, big Steve, even though he's... Uh... People might say he's limited and, and whatnot about mm. that heavyweight and he's lost two fights. But he he gets hit and he gets hit hard and he shakes yeah. it off. And um, Big mm. Nick Campbell hit him with some sod sod shorts. Franklin Ignatius hit him with sod sod shorts. He just keeps bouncing back. And what was it, the, the Shane Gill fight as well? He was clocking him left, right and centre and he was staying there. So if Alan Babich fights the way he fights, can he put a dent at Steve Robinson? Who knows? You mentioned Ben Whitaker as well. I believe he's ready. He can step right up into that round about that British level right now. That's how talented that man is. Obviously, I know, understand that there's you need to you need to go up the ladder, yeah. so to speak. But that man is very, very talented. Hate him or love him, he is a very, very, very skillful. His reflexes are unreal. And then obviously we've got Marku and uh, Congo, 50-50 fight, like you said, exciting fight. Congo is very, very tough. Marco, we all know what he brings to the table, um, and then obviously the British title, like I, I say this every week, I don't think I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not going to not say this every week, because as soon as you put two British fighters fighting for that British title, no matter what weight class, we've, we've just witnessed it with Boatze and uh, Boatze Aziz, and then last week we've done it with uh, Liam Dillon and Rhys Bellotti, look at that, look at those two fights for that British title, mm. look what it means to them, and I think with Fraser Clark having his step up fight and Fabio Wadley, he's, 
probably knocking on that European side of things now as well after this fight. So if he wins this fight, he'll be knocking on that door. So it's going to be an exciting time, March 31st. Again, it's in London, so it's probably a card I won't be able to get to, which is, it's all right, man. I don't mind watching boxing at home with my wife, but it's uh, it's a card that if I, if I could, I'd be at definitely 100%. Yeah, really looking forward to that. And as you say, something different this Sunday. Maybe do it a little bit earlier, main event time, so it's a little evening card. And I think there's a market for that sort of thing. Like, a lot of people are out on Saturday nights and uh, they want a chilled Sunday, so maybe a couple beers after your Sunday lunch, stick the boxing on. And what not? What better than a British heavyweight title fight? And it feels like an old-school British heavyweight title fight, doesn't it? Mm. Two undefeated guys, both super confident thinking they're going to win. And coming from two very, very different backgrounds, Olympic pedigree to white collar. It's it's mm. about it's a great, great fight. Cannot wait for that March thirty first. Um, not much. Go, go on, go on, Andy. I was no. going to say just and two likable guys. They're yeah, the very, very, very likable. Really Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like you're going to say there that not much going on next. Yeah, week, so not much going on uh, next week. And but we have got probably McCory taking mm-hmm. on Edgar. Belanga, um, yeah, interesting fight. I know our very own Carl McGuigan's been banging the Paddy McCory drum for a very, very long time, and we'll see how good he is when he steps up against Edgar Belanga, which feels like the last sort of opponent for Edgar before he gets the massive fights. And Paddy, from what we're hearing, really wants to set, upset the apple cart. Mm, and listen, this is something that I've, I've watched Paddy McCrory. From the Ulster Hall days, just fighting on these small hall shows to lockdown in Rotherham at this sort of like warehouse type thing. It was like a warehouse and it was like, it was massive, which is a ring, but there was not about 20 people in it during lockdown. He was fighting in there. Um, so the kid has just done everything he needed. Well, I say he's a kid, I think he's in his mid, kind of mid 30s now, Poddy. He's He's. This is a make or break fight for him. If if he wins this fight, then the skies is oyster, so to speak. So skies, uh, the world is oyster, not the skies is oyster. Um, yeah. So is it going to be a great fight? A fight that we're going to have to talk about because it is a very very quiet week. But then we've got the week after that, which we've got is a Friday night show. Is obviously Joshua and Ganu and all the fights underneath there with Nick Ball and Ray Vargas. So that's going to be an exciting fight week that we're going to we can discuss um, coming up. Uh, but like I said, Joe. Apart from the skin phase that uh, me and you have got, nothing really new happening. No, nothing new happening. But tomorrow, Tuesday, watch out. I believe there's two press conferences for Taylor Carroll. And then I actually think there's also going to be a Jordan Gill and Zelfa Barrett press on the same day in Tuesday. So um, we'll have all the content covered for that. Keep in touch, IFL TV, on all the platforms. Definitely. I will say... The press conference in Edinburgh is at half past one. So if you're on your lunch break, it's it's on George Street. If you don't know George Street, it's right in the city centre. So if you're on your lunch break from any of the the offices and uh, shops in and around that area, going to the George George Hotel, it's right across from the Dome. Um, If you're from Edinburgh, you know where that is. Uh, Half past one, open to the public. Uh, By all means, if you're on your lunch break, why not pop in and... uh, see what's going on and give, give Josh some support, some support since you're obviously Scottish in Edinburgh and uh, yeah, and then Jack can get his support no doubt down in Manchester on Tuesday and that's what I like about it, do you know what I mean? You're going to get to see both sets of fans um, at both press conferences and let's see how noisy they are I, I, I'm buzzing for it, I really, really am I can't wait for tomorrow 
Um, I'm in the gym early. Doors, Joe, in the gym early. Jump in the car. Come. I live on the west coast now, so I'm I'm living in Glasgow now. So I've got to jump on the M8 motorway, drive straight back to my city, and uh, it'll be good to go home for a press conference of this magnitude. Yeah, likewise on Tuesday, if you finish in work, it's half five. To be honest, I'm not 100% sure if it's open to the public, but I'm sure it is. And um, I also don't know where it is because I've just put it in the satinet. <laughs> but uh, look on uh, look on the Matchroom social medias and I'm sure you'll find out where it is. I know it's half five. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be very feisty. And likewise, you want to give some, some support to Jack Carroll because I'm sure Josh Taylor will have a lot the day before. Definitely. Support the fighters. Make this a big event like I'm sure it will be. And until next week, Joe, we better come up with something or we're talking football. We'll be talking our teams and how shite they are um, if we don't find any yeah. boxing news coming up next week. But listen, until then, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, my friend. And uh, I will put this out there into the airwaves. If you're watching this on YouTube, masking fade is better than Joe's, as you well know. But until then, Joe, I'll see you later. See you later, mate. Cheers. See you later, see you young soon. man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.